0: Welcome to what we are currently calling the RylaCast, because we haven't come up with a better name quite yet. So if you have, that's a great way to start a podcast, right? Is just to say, we don't love this title. Yes. Okay. Uh, This is the official podcast of Camp Ryla District 5810. I'm Greg Tepper. That is the one they call Josie Andrew Utz, who we will henceforth refer to as Josie. Hello, Josie.
1: Hello, Greg. How are you?
0: Uh, I'm excellent. I'm excellent. This is a brave new world for, for us. We're launching the podcast.
1: Yes it is. And uh to go along with your you know, that's how you start a podcast, I feel like that's what how every podcast starts. You have a couple episodes of, hey, let us know what the title should be. Is that like is that I don't listen to a
0: ton ton of like non professionally produced podcasts, if that's haughty enough. <laughs> um I just I don't know like how the how how like podcasts because I know that everyone has a podcast now, which is why we are going to have a podcast. Correct. But uh, so this is—it's a feeling-out process in the it, early going.
1: That's how, my experience. Is like in one or two episodes is a feeling-out process, or at least the the image of a feeling-out process. Okay. I don't know if it's uh, for I like show.
0: It. I like it. So uh, you're probably wondering what what the heck this is. Uh, this is uh, episode one of of the of what we're calling the Rylocast for now. If you've got, you got a better name, let us know. But in any case. Um, you're probably thinking, well, why would we do this? What what the heck is this going to be about? And I think that's a fair question. Uh, we are going to... Hopefully, this is going to be a bit of an extension of what Ryla is all about. This is an audio companion piece, I think, to uh, Ryla.
1: It's an excellent way to put it. Yeah,
0: do you like that? Oh, yeah. I was thinking about that on the way over here. I was like, how can we describe exactly what this podcast is? And I think that's it.
1: An audio companion piece yeah. of so,
0: leadership. Yes. Yeah, so we hope that you're going to get a little bit of, uh, of, of leadership, uh, you know... Uh, thoughts, some, some kind of personal growth type things. Uh, the things that you, you come to RILA for, and uh, if you are uh, I would say almost everybody listening to this is going to be an alumnus or somebody who's otherwise involved with the program. But if for some reason you're not, and you have stumbled upon this random podcast, or you just typed in four random letters into,
1: uh, into Google welcome yes and please spread the word
0: yes please by all means um i think this is going to up on itunes you're the you're the technical wizard over there so. yeah
1: uh we'll be up on itunes and google play to ah, start out with so
0: give us a, a, a review a rating um so each podcast is going to have three different segments um the first segment is going to be something to, because it's i think the things that, that we all come to expect from a rile experience something to think about someone to talk to and something to leave you with. And so those are the three things that we're going to hope to accomplish in every one of these episodes. Uh, We are going to start uh, with something to think about. And... And, and this is, by the way, if you have articles that you've read or, or, or things that you're really passionate about, by all means, let us know. Um, Josie's on Twitter. Uh, so so tweet tweet Josie.
1: Yeah, tweet me uh, at at Ryla5810. Oh, oh. We can go with the official oh, Ryla5810 like Twitter you were just handle. Gonna, I thought
0: you were just going to plug your, your personal <laughs> Twitter. That would
1: have been even better. If this blows up, I'll plug my SoundCloud. That but. is what you need to do. Yes, <laughs> absolutely.
0: I don't even understand SoundCloud. Does that make me an old? No. Okay, good. Uh, so... First, first and foremost, we're gonna we're gonna talk about something something to think about. Um, I'm gonna ask you a question, Josie, but you are just simply an avatar for everybody listening. Okay. I want you to think about who is your favorite president. Okay. Think about just you know think about who your favorite United States president is. Um, It can be because it's someone you admire. It can be because it's somebody that you think is very cool. It's because somebody has is interesting, somebody that it inspires you. Um, are you thinking of a president?
1: Uh, I'm thinking of a president.
0: Okay, you're thinking of a president. Here's who you're not thinking of, okay? Okay. You're not thinking of James Buchanan, correct? Correct. Okay, excellent. <laughs> By the way, play along at home. Think of your own favorite president. Nobody's thinking of James Buchanan because James Buchanan is kind of consensus the worst president in American history. Okay. You're also not thinking of... Warren G. Harding, who is probably the second worst president in American history.
1: Right? That is correct.
0: No, that is fair. Okay. You're also not thinking of kind of this wide array of the anonymous presidents, right? You're right. not thinking of Chester A. Arthur. Mm. You're not thinking of James Garfield. That's correct. You're not thinking of Rutherford B. Hayes. No. You're probably not thinking even of Zachary Taylor. I am not. Right. Exactly. Generally speaking, when you ask people who who their favorite president is, it comes back to they play the hits, right? Right. So, I'm going to see if I can car- carve it up. Is it George Washington?
1: It is not George okay. Washington.
0: All right. Is it Abraham Lincoln?
1: We did not rehearse this, by the way. This we, is this is actually live. We did not rehearse this, and can I? I, I think I'm going to change my answer. Oh my
0: gosh. Okay.
1: Okay, but it's still still no okay. to the previous. Okay.
0: Ones. Is it uh, TJ, Thomas Jefferson? No, it is not. Okay, who's your favorite president?
1: Grover Cleveland.
0: Grover Cleveland. Interesting. First, the only president to serve two non-consecutive terms, the only president to get married in office. Uh, A lot of interesting things about Grover Cleveland. Why Grover Cleveland?
1: Um, Well, definitely for the reasons you just listed. Mm -hmm. Uh, Also, for the name Grover. Sure. And Cleveland.
0: Sure. Okay, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, Grover Cleveland, uh, the 22nd and 24th president of the United States. Okay. Let me tell you a little bit, if I may, about my favorite president. My favorite president, and I think I'm kind of alone on this hill, my favorite president is William Howard Taft. Okay. Okay. Now, here's the thing about William Howard Taft. What do you know about William Howard Taft?
1: Uh, Here we go. This is embarrassing. Here comes the slander. If I even know or don't know, but I feel like he was a jolly fellow. By jolly, do you mean large? I mean large. You mean he got stuck in a bathtub once? Yes, right. that's what I mean.
0: That's what everybody thinks they know about, uh, about William Howard Taft. William Howard Taft was a large fellow, uh, but he actually was never stuck in a bathtub. That was a, uh, that was a myth that was put out there by his political opponents to make, to make fun of him. Uh, but William Howard Taft, I think, is arguably one of the greatest Americans who's ever lived. At least one of the most accomplished. And I think that there's a lot we can take from from the story of William Howard Taft. Uh, he was born in uh, Ohio. He's from he's from Cincinnati, and he is a guy who grew up uh, the fa- or he was the son of a judge, uh, and he grew up saying, "All right, I want to be, um, I, I want to be a, a, the, my number one goal in life. I want to be chief justice of the Supreme Court." I want to be the chief justice of the Supreme Court. So he goes to school. He studied at Cincinnati Law School. He went to Yale. Um, he was a guy who is um, who, brilliant. Everyone knew that he was brilliant. He's actually, I believe I read this right, I read a great book about him, um, that he is actually the youngest judge in Ohio State history. Ever. Uh, he was just, you know, he, he was, he named a judge something, someone was like 29. It was insane how young he was made a judge. Yes, absolutely. So he starts kind of getting into, um, he kind of starts getting into, to, to people say, well, we want you to start doing things beyond that. So he becomes solicitor general. Okay. Solicitor general, kind of the, the, one of the head cops, you know what I mean? Head, head lawyers. Okay. Um, becomes a federal judge, but then he, he kind of bounced around and did a ton of weird things, okay, so for example, he at one point was uh, sec- he was the governor general of the Philippines, okay yes he was for two years um, and then he was a uh, the provisional governor of Cuba for a small okay. time. These are all true uh, and then but this is where he um, this is where kind of things take a turn. things get interesting. Um, he did not want to get into politics. He was a guy, he's like, I want to, I want to follow the law. William Howard Taft says, I want to be a guy who is all about the law. Uh, I want to be a oh, I want to be a judge, I want to be Supreme Court, or, you know, Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. And um, so he, but, but uh, Teddy Roosevelt, the wildly popular president, um, kind of tapped, noticed him and tapped him on the shoulder and said, hey, I want you to come on board. I need smart people in my cabinet. I want you to come on board and kind of out of a sense of duty, he did not want to do this, because he didn't want to be a politician. He's like, okay, fine. So he became Secretary of War for uh, for Teddy Roosevelt in 19- from 1904 to 1908. So after Teddy Roosevelt um, decides he doesn't want to be president anymore, basically, um, he was still like, he was like the most popular man in, in America, Teddy Roosevelt was, at the time. Which is kind of crazy to think about, like, a, a president being, like, wildly popular. You know what I mean? <laughs> really? Like, regardless of who the president is. Be, like, he was the most popular guy in the world. And... So, he goes and he's he he basically whoever Teddy Roosevelt taps to be the next president of the United States is going to win. Okay, it is the gold like the gold plated lock of the week. He is going to be the next president, and so he taps. He goes to Taft. He goes, "I want you to be my successor," and that he's William Taft did not want to be president basically. He, in many ways, he didn't. But kind of out of a sense of duty, kind of out of a sense of obligation, he said, OK, I'm going to go be president. So he goes and he runs for president and he wins, like running away like everybody could have possibly seen coming. <laughs> and so he serves presidents. And, and honestly, as a president, he was just kind of a guy. If, if, you, if you ask historians, he's kind of smack dab in the middle of all the presidents. I actually had a bit of a falling out with Teddy Roosevelt, and there's a long story but that goes into that. But the bottom line of it is that I think there's a lot that we can learn from, from William Howard Taft. You look at things like, okay, um, the, the, you know a sense of duty, a sense of, of a higher calling, doing something bigger than yourself. I think that's something that's, that's important um, that to, to keep in mind and, and, and all of these things, I think there's something to be said for um, that you have your own plans, um, but then you know, you get pulled in, in different directions and, and being nimble kind of in your own in your own way, uh, in, in your own career, I think in a lot of ways. I think that's, that's a lesson we can learn from him. I also think that there's a, a lesson um, a lesson to be learned in, in kind of letting other people define you. I think he's kind of a tragic figure in that regard because we were talking at the very beginning. What do you know him for? You know him because he got stuck in a bathtub. That didn't happen. He was a large fella, but in a lot of ways, he kind of let other people define him, whether it was that he wasn't Teddy Roosevelt or that he got stuck in a bathtub. In the but here's the thing that I think is great about William Howard Taft and why I think he's one of the great Americans. Do you know what he did after he was president?
1: Did he retire?
0: He did retire. But then do you know what happened?
1: Stepped away. He went
0: to Yale, and he taught for a little bit. Oh. And then after that, he became chief justice of the Supreme Court.
1: Oh. Isn't
0: that interesting? He's the only he's the only man to ever be president and chief justice of the Supreme Court. And so you want to talk about a sense of duty and a sense of service but more importantly, and I think that this is something that we hear a lot at camp from campers, is having a plan and saying, "This is what I want to do with my life. Like, this is who I want to be. This is how I want to. This is how I, I how I perceive my life going forward." Um, there are going to be twists and turns. You know, like you're not like there is not a straight path to your goals. It's going to be a winding road. But I think that what's interesting and and what we can kind of take from from this lesson, why I've always kind of admired him, is that he kind of kept his eye on the prize that he he had a goal. And and through it all and through all of these things that that he he didn't necessarily see coming in the end, he's a guy who achieved his dream. It did not have the path that he thought it was going to. But I, I really admire William Howard Taft because of that. That's why he's my favorite president.
1: Well, thank you. Do you like that? I, I really like that, yeah? actually. Oh,
0: there you go. Yeah. What, what is, this is a presidential history podcast now. <laughs> That's what this is going to be. We're just, every week, we're just going to do a new president. Uh, next, <laughs> n- <laughs> next week, tune in for Calvin Coolidge. <laughs> um, all right. So that is our, uh, that is our uh, something to think about. Um, let's move on to something to talk about or some, someone to talk to, rather. And we're going to be bringing in a number of guests. Some names you know. Maybe some names you don't. Um, but our first guest, ladies and gentlemen, go ahead and let's, let's open up that door. It's a big, oversized, comically large door. Boy, why do we need a door that large? And here he comes, our first guest on episode one of the Rylacast. Ladies and gentlemen, Andrew Josiotz.
1: Yeah! Well, hello. I, uh, I just stepped in here. Welcome! Thank you for welcoming me.
0: Uh, well, well, you know, we, we had to clear a space for you. Yes. So here you are. Uh, we figure you're, a, you're an excellent first guest for this, because you're uh, obviously a, a a mainstay in the Rila program, I would say, uh, and, and somebody that I think people know, but maybe have not heard your whole story and, and what you're all about. So I guess first and foremost, and we'll probably start this, the, every one of these like this, uh, I want to hear your Rila story. I want to hear... How you know how you came to camp? How you've been involved? How you've stayed involved?
1: Okay, uh, well, my Ryla story uh, started in two thousand six. Mm-hmm. Um, I was at Jesuit College uh, Preparatory School. I always just say Jesuit College Prep because I never know how to say that word.
0: Yeah, I thought it was preparatory.
1: It's probably preparatory. Good thing this do. Isn't people recorded.
0: call. Do people even say that? Like, pre- like do they say preparatory? Or did, I did, Like, for example, I'm here in the DF- – we're all here in the DFW Metroplex. I just call it Jesuit.
1: Yeah, I, I just call it Jesuit. Okay, cool. <laughs> but anyway, go on. Uh, and uh, I was in the Interact Club um, at Jesuit. When I was there, you had to join a service organization. And I can't remember all four. Uh, one of them was the Interact Club. And that piqued my interest. And I sat uh, in one meeting – And they played the Rilo video, Hmm. and they had uh, the previous year's attendee come in and tell us all about camp and how you were going to have calisthenics at 6 (laughs) a.m., and you were going to be really tired, and it was going to be a lot of fun. What a sales job. (laughs) What a sales job. (laughs) (laughs) And so uh, with that knowledge, I filled out an application, and I went against two other juniors uh, for two spots. So three students, two spots. And in the interview process, uh, I interviewed uh, the Addison Midday Rotary Club uh, mm-hmm. was responsible for Jesuit, and if those who are playing the uh, Ryla fifty eight ten bingo card, that is uh, Jim Duffy's club.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, we like we now like I'm writing down I'm writing down <laughs> Ryla podcast bingo card.
1: Okay, go. Uh, so Jim Duffy was in there interviewing, um, as well as Chris Kellen. Mm. And uh, they, at the end of the deliberation, they ended up adding a third spot to send all three students. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was, uh, you know, knowing what I know now, that's, that's a big deal. You know, they don't just um, hand out additional uh, spots for juniors. So went to camp in 2006, uh, finished camp, and decided that I wanted to be an assistant counselor. I wanted to come back as an AC. So filled out the application at the end of camp and for whatever reason mine went through. And so I came back in 2007 as an AC and now it's 2019 and they're still allowing me to fill out applications and come back.
0: So I'm I'm interested from, you know, of, of all the ways that you have been involved in in the program cuz obviously you are a counselor or you were you are a, a camper and then an AC. You've been kind of a, a mainstay on staff for, for a while. How, how many different roles kind of have you held um, in the RILO organization? Uh,
1: there have been a couple. Um, uh, an AC, I was a counselor for a year. Um, and then kind of a, uh, since it's opening day, I will use the term a utility fi- infielder, utility player. We're to... recording
0: this on March 28th, <laughs> if we can just suspend time and space.
1: <laughs> right. Um sorry for Yeah, we just you know going it's fine, I was just
0: ruin it you were just ruining the illusion. That's fine.
1: <laughs> Go for it, Josie. Uh coming into baseball season, we'll edit that part out. <laughs> <laughs> um a utility player of sorts. And uh as far as specific roles, uh, alumni staff, um support staff, uh I've tried to to find my position on the crew. Uh, but it's only in a, as a volunteer basis now. I think they're still vetting me out, and then um, working the sound and entertainment equipment. Uh, if that's a job, it it is. <laughs> I'm sorry. Have you been to camp? Yes, it's a job. <laughs> uh, so I don't know if that answers your question. It does. It does. That's good.
0: So then, so then now let's kind of kind of spin this forward, and 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 I want to get back to, you to to other things in a minute, but um. Why? Like, why keep coming back? Why you? You're a guy who who obviously you're committing to doing this podcast.
1: You're committing to doing this podcast, right? <laughs> that's right. Okay. Yes,
0: you're committing to do this podcast. You 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 spend time and energy and thought on um on all of the on on these Rila activities. Why? What what keeps you coming back?
1: Yeah. Um, and that's it all for me. It all goes back to 2006. Um, that the feeling of there's there's no place like I'm going to use, you know, Camp Cell because that's where mm-hmm. Ryle is held, uh, but it's really wherever camp is held. Um, there's no place like that that provides a support net for 180-some-odd strange high school juniors. Tough but fun. Uh, <laughs> there's – it's it's such a positive environment, and and I try to come back – and give that same environment that I experienced as a camper because that has, that camp in 2006 has impacted my life in so many ways. Um, one very important way we can get to, I guess, later. Let's
0: go, no, we can go and get
1: to it if
0: you want. <laughs> Unless you if, you, if you want to finish that thought.
1: Well, yeah. So, I guess to finish, to finish the thought, um, so that's why I keep coming back is the, the people, um, the The people that make up the Ryla staff, alumni, support staff, counselors, Rotarians, especially, um, are just they. They provide a some a positive. I'm rambling now. No, you're not. A uh, a positive impact and area for high school juniors to excel in a, a critical time of. It was a critical time of my life um, when I was a high school junior, so I can assume that has still remained the same. Um, and that's why I keep coming back, is to provide that same level of support.
0: So, what do you do now? What do you? What's your? Uh, you're. You're. A, you're a, I'm gonna. I'm gonna do very heavy air quotes. You're an adult. Um, what do you? What do you do? What's? What's your? What's your life? Yeah,
1: I'm an adult. Um, I. W- <laughs> <laughs>
0: you said that like it was your job. <laughs> like you're filling out your
1: taxes. as occupation? You go adult. I, I check other and. <laughs> Scribble adult in there. Um, yes, I work as a civil engineer um, at a, uh, to use big words, multinational uh, engineering design firm. Okay,
0: I just glazed over. Uh, <laughs> can you explain that to me like I'm five?
1: Yes, I design railroads.
0: Mm. I know the choo-choo.
1: <laughs> you know the choo-choo. I know the choo-choo. Yep,
0: it's good. Okay, so you that that's very interesting. So then then how do you how do you use the the lessons that you learned those years ago and, and that you still learn coming back as staff? How do you use those uh, kind of as a uh, – in, in your everyday life now?
1: Um, yeah. So the uh, – I mean one of the main lessons I use every day is the communication style mm-hmm. that you are going to a camp. You encounter tons of different individuals and different leadership styles and you have to roll with the punches. Uh, in my job there 's a lot of uh, design work that 's iterative you know it goes back and forth, and what I think is good and cool and will work, someone else who may be higher or lower on the totem pole uh, thinks differently and you just have to really put personal um, positions and thoughts aside and what 's best for the client and the project itself so in the the communication style of what 's um, Utilitarian, you know what's mm-hmm. what's good for the the greatest number, right? And so that's that's one of the main that I main things that I say I would use every day. Interesting.
0: Now we've teased it, we've talked about it, but there is another legacy of your Rila experience, and that is um, that we. Both shared a golf cart at camp. That is, year. that is, and that was that was awesome. It was prestige worldwide. Prestige worldwide. Myself, worldwide you, worldwide. you, me, and and Brett Scroggins, and that was great. And that's the legacy of Ryla <laughs> in Josie Utz's life. <laughs> Josie, that's I'm, it. Okay, fine. No, we should probably uh, address. Um, I'm not going to. I'm not going to say what I was going to say because that would be extremely insulting. Now that I think about it, um, let's address the uh, the the. The thing that is going, I don't know how I'm yep. going to say this, because there's definitely a turn of phrase I want to use, and I don't want to use that. I'm, Let's I'm, just talk about your wife. Yes. Yes. So,
1: uh, boy, I, just dancing, dancing around rakes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, my Part of my Ryla legacy is I am married to a fellow Rylarian. Audible gasp. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so, in essence, I'm living Ryla every day.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so, who's this? Uh, Joni Rowland. Okay. Utz. Now, I it's a uh, it's a mental block that I have in my head. I've always known her as Joni Rowland, mm-hmm. but she's legally Joni Utz now. Mm-hmm. And so every time I say Joni Rowland, she gives me a look like, well, well uh, we dumped she, so that name. So
0: full disclosure, she's sitting in the studio, <laughs> and she just gave you the look. I've seen the look. <laughs> that's, I, it's a good look. Yeah. It's yeah. a good look. It's a strong look. <laughs> um, okay. And so obviously, that's... a. A different spin on a Rila experience. It, that's, something, it is. That's, that's something that not a lot of people. There's a, a couple, yeah. Uh, Becca Egger and Jeff Egger, I believe. If I may. Yes. Just name drop people, um, but that's that's a obviously something that that maintains a legacy in your life.
1: Yeah, and I will we'll name drop not to leave out Katie and John Huber. Yes, thank you as well. Um, but yeah, it's a uh, and full disclosure. You know, for those listening who haven't been to camp, it did not happen at camp. You know, this was. <laughs> <laughs> This, uh, <laughs> it started after we were on staff. Uh-huh. So, so le- we focused on leadership the week of mm-hmm. camp. Um, sure. but yeah, as far as an impact, it's, um, you mm-hmm. know, it's, it's really, it's nice not to have to explain this part of my life to someone that's not familiar with it.
0: Yeah. Cause I've, I've had to do that with my wife. Right. Cause my wife, his, and we'll tell my story at some undisclosed time and date. But, um, that's something I've had to kind of, explain to her is like how important this program is to me and and why i'm uh, why i want to devote time and energy to it um and she's she's cool with it shout shout out to you jen um she's cool with it but like i feel like that's that's there's an unspoken thing between between you two that you guys you don't have to address
1: right Mm -hmm. um and and that also uh we kind of it's it's a two for one also we feel like is volunteering Mm -hmm. you know um we don't have to when doctor Dana Mackison calls, you know, it's understood, oh, yep, we gotta take that mm-hmm. and and this is something important. Um which it always is.
0: It always is.
1: Uh but that's Okay. Yeah.
0: That's that's great. Um so well, you, you'll get to talk a lot more on this podcast because you're the co-host of the podcast, so we won't, I, won't, I, won't drag, I won't drag every last detail out of you. But I, I, think, I don't know. I think that's really interesting is, is that you obviously have a unique Ryla perspective that it's given you a lot, and I don't know. That's something that's really cool. Also, um, do you want to explain the, 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 the fact that your name is Andrew, uh, but nobody calls you Andrew?
1: Uh, yes. It's extremely confusing to my wife. It's, it's very confusing to me, actually. <laughs> I mean, I, uh, I don't know. It, it's gotten to the point where I don't know how to sign emails, um, Riley yeah, emails. Yeah. But uh, yes. Yeah, so, I emailed
0: you, and your email address has Andrew in it. And I was like, oh, yeah. I kept typing, like, Josie into <laughs> Gmail, and it wasn't coming up.
1: I know. Um, but, yeah, so when I came back to camp in 2007 as an AC, um, my – no. I'm sorry let me back up I'm already rewind my AC as a camper mm. was my the girls girls cabin AC was Lindsay marzette mm-hmm. and when I came back to camp as an AC she was on staff mm-hmm. and she wrote everyone that had come back um, as an AC or ACA a letter saying you know basically what an honor it was to to come back to camp and um, that that meant a lot to me at the time and so she and I ended up staying on staff for the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. And I think it was 2008 uh, where she said, she just looked at me and said, I don't like the name Andrew. And I was like, well, that's kind that's, of, it was kind of a birthday gift. It's kind of the deal. Yeah. <laughs> and it's uh, what the government calls me. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she looked at me and said, I'm going to call you Josie. And I wasn't going to argue with her. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, you know what? It's one person what harm could that do? Which let that be a lesson on the leadership podcast (laughs) that all it takes is one person. You are a, you are a walking example of the slippery slope. (laughs) That's right. And uh, yeah, so it took, it took a couple years to take off, but now I am Josie.
0: Yeah. It's uh, like you're in my phone as Josie. I only know you as Josie. Yeah. And yet there's like 5% of times when I have to like think of you as Andrew and my wife, I think because your wife's name is joni, it's Joni and Josie, and she can't there are times she cannot keep straight. she's like, okay his name is his his name is Josie is that right it's like yes honey it's not that it's not that complicated but then again, you know we also shared a special golf cart, so that is true very, very special. <laughs> okay um Josie, thank you for being our someone to talk to
1: Well, thank you for interviewing me
0: okay. So now we're on to our final segment. Something to leave you with. Hopefully, something that you will, that, that uh, this can be a homework assignment. This can be something for you to think about after this podcast terminates here at the end of, of the show. And here with something to leave you with is Josie.
1: Well, yes. Uh, thank you, Greg. Uh, so something. You dropped
0: in the NPR voice there for a second. You're like, <laughs> thank you very much.
1: And you know, I'm in podcast mode. I'm still trying to find my radio voice. <laughs> Uh, something to leave you with, you know, I was making some notes uh, as you were talking about mm-hmm. uh, the the first with something to think about in the first segment, and uh, I wrote down higher calling uh, own plans, but also being nimble and chief justice
0: that's a lot of
1: that 's a lot of words it 's a lot of words so i 'd like to to leave the listeners with the thought of, of what your own goals are um, and and do kind of an introspective thing of. Um, you know, if you're, your campers or you're on staff, think about your own personal RILA journey and how that's, um, meshed and coupled with your personal journey, uh, both in the office and out of the office and see if you can be like Taft and still have, do you still have your eye on the prize or have you gotten pulled in a couple different directions? Mm. And it's not, there's nothing wrong with getting pulled in a couple different directions. Um, you know, as long as it's what you want to do. And I know that's a, a slippery slope of, you know, how far do you yeah. avoid your own personal plans? Uh, but that's what I want to leave people with is just think about how you've been nimble on a, on a positive note, you know, how you've been nimble and how you've been able to impact others lives, uh, with what you've been able to do in a positive light, um, either through camp or outside of camp, uh, really interested in the outside of camp part, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, Because that's something I think I'd like to get to in subsequent episodes is uh, camp is really insulated Mm -hmm. by design. Mm -hmm. And so uh, outside of camp, how how have you learned those lessons when you're not in front of a microphone talking about camp?
0: Yeah. I like that.
1: Yeah. So that's what – I'd like to leave you with.
0: And now, we've got to try to do an awkward dismount of this podcast for the first time without <laughs> rehearsing. Um, okay. That is uh, going to do it for episode one of the RYLA cast. Thank you for spending part of your day uh, with us. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, what's the website they need to go to for Ryla stuff?
1: The website is, and let me, oh, let me no. see, wwwryla oh, 5810 no. mm-hmm. com. dot .org. .org. I'm looking at this. Thank you. org. Sorry, dot
0: org. rylo 5810 alumniorg is where you can go. Um, that's, I believe, where this podcast is going to be hosted, but you can also download it on podcast. Please rate us and subscribe. Uh, Josie, thank you for your courage. Let's do it again next week.
1: Sounds good, Greg. We'll,
0: we'll see you next time on the RiloCast.